The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. This is James Loving, your host of Loving That Sports Talk. You know, and, uh, man, you know, I always think, you know, man, my buddy ain't cold in yet, but he always on time. You there, Eric Love? I'm here, James. How you doing this morning? I think D wanted to get on you. Didn't you, D? Did you want to get on Glove? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Glove always, always be paying it. But you know what? I know you get off work, and like you say, I think we talk off the air. You know, you be tired from work, and you get off, and you should make sure that you call in. I appreciate that, Glove. Not a, not a problem, James. Not a problem at all. Well, Glove, let's first let's get the weather out. It's been raining in Chicago. And then let me go ahead. Let me hear it. San Diego. Well, well you know what? I think uh, some of your weather, not the rain part, is pushing towards San Diego because we're like a cloudy 61 today. So I can't right, give you a good thumbs up. I can give you a cloudy 61. Well, Glove, this is what I want to do. The end part of the show, I think the last 15, 20 minutes, I want to talk about you know, the uh, NFL draft coming up. But right now, I'm a, um, that was something that bothered me. So I'm going to turn the show a little different this week. I'm going to put you on the spot. And I think you won't mind because I think we're good friends, right, Glove? Oh, we're great friends. Uh, well, one thing I did, I sent uh, emails out to all the listeners and people I know that they want to call in and, you know, they've been listening to the show to comment on how we're doing and all like that. And then I want to do I want to do um, questions that were sent in today for the show, and then I got questions for you. Okay. So you know it's a little twist. You know it's like a little, you know you wouldn't say personal, but you you would say you know a little twist because I know sometimes you like we talk and you be like ah, I want to say this and that you know, so you know so I, I like to get your you know the true glove right. Of course, always. That's all I can be is the real man, not the man in the mirror. Well, first, we'll take a call from Dan. Dan, are you there? How you doing today, Dan? How you doing? Yeah, I just wanted to say uh, you're doing a great job on the show. I listen uh, frequently, and uh, I appreciate your perspective that you give, and I really enjoy uh, interacting with you on it. Thanks, Dan. Dan, where are you calling from? I'm in uh, Santa Rosa, California. Oh, there you go. Another sunny California, huh? <laughs> yeah, we're in uh, 80 degrees right now. So I uh, saw my Warriors won last night. Uh, didn't expect that going into Denver, uh, especially without David Lee. And uh, I think they're back in the series going home to Oracle uh, next three games. Uh, I think it's next two games. 
So pretty excited yeah. about that. Well, I know your time probably limited then, but I do agree. I like the um, words that they come in along, and I like that Curry. What do you think, Glyph? I think, you know what? The Warriors have a nice young squad. They have one of the better coaches in the NBA in Mark Jackson. And, uh, yeah, that's Curry can shoot the lights out the gym. I think he's phenomenal. Sad what happened to Lee, but he's a great leader from the sideline as of now. But, yeah, their upside is incredible. You know, I think they could uh, actually, because they're small and quick, if they keep shooting at 60% like they shot last night, it's mm-hmm. going to be a hard job trying to get them out of there. Yeah, I was, uh, like I said, that altitude uh, got them in game one a little bit. Um, they made a comeback, but could close it out. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see uh, how Denver responds on the road. I think that Denver was like 38 and three going into the, going into the, uh, playoffs. So to just steal one is a great opportunity for them. So it should be a good series. And then Dan, the uh, yeah. Giants are off to a good start in baseball. So I'd like to see that. Dan, you got one more minute? Yeah, sure, go ahead. I, I want to put that out there. All the listeners are listening. Dan is, was my quarterback in college, and Dan the one that got me where I was, the Wyoming glove. Dan was the quarterback that, and that never played football. We won't go, I mean, but, um, yes, you know, just, uh, it was amazing what he did, you know, and, uh, I appreciate the words, James. Always good talking with you, man. All right, you too. Thanks for calling in there. All right, you got to take care. Hey, have a good day. Well, Glover, uh, I guess we uh, we got another caller. I can't get the name, but caller, are you there? Yes, I'm here. This is uh, Coach Jitter Fields from uh, Kentucky Christian University. Hey, what's up, Coach? Just, yeah, I'm, I'm all right. I mean, you know, it's up and raining right now, and I got uh, you know, one of my special teamers, you know, in a, in a meeting right now. But we were just, I was just calling in, you know, to appreciate you and let you know we love you and and uh, the sports talk, you know, the internet show is. Is one of my favorites, and uh, you're doing a, um, you know, a hell of a job, and, and hope that you know you do this for a lifetime. You know, uh, James Loving. I want to call you Coach Loving, but you know, we call it to let you know that you you pretty much uplifted, you know, and motivated us. You know, I know me when I, you know, you know, the last time I was on the show, I just got a got a really kick, you know, kick out of it, and a big kick, and uh, I was a motivator to. Come on back to work and begin to coach, you know, uh, uh, and have an impact, you know, on the kids at the university. So, well, uh, uh, like, like we said, uh, keep doing a good job up there. Um, get us close, get us, you know, no kids. We're going to get some good teaching and less than all in our field for you. Glover? Hey, again, my, my hat, my hat, and I applaud anybody that's willing to sacrifice life and family time to help shape young Americans. So, hey, again, hats off. Keep doing a good job, and uh, good luck in the upcoming season. Thank you, brother, brother. I really appreciate that. We got a workout, we got, you know, we got a work cut out for us, and our guys are really working hard. You know, and they're giving, they're giving a good effort. Um, there, there's, there, you know, still, you know, um, quite a few, you know, things that, you know, we have to continue to work on. Uh, we need to be, you know, fundamental, you know, such as fundamentals. We need to be fundamentally sound, and, uh, you know, we need to improve our techniques and, you know, and things like that. Um, you know, if you want to win, you know, in any league, you know, you have to be, able, you have to be in good condition, great condition, and, 
and uh, you guys got to know your scheme. Everybody's got to be on the same page. So our coaching staff, uh, we have one of the finest coaching staffs right now in the NAIA, I believe. And uh, uh, so we got our work cut out for us just by saying that. You know, I don't want to you know, be bragging on us too much because, you know, it's better better said than done right now. So we got our work cut out for us. We're in the office right now, and, and we got rained out today. And uh, But we're in the office, you know, going in it like we're out on the field. So um, I really appreciate that, Brother Glover. And uh, you kind of shook me out for words there. <laughs> that was, I'm going to take that and uh, I'm going to run with it. We'll definitely run with it. Well, thanks a lot for calling, Coach Jerry. Uh, I should keep us um, updated on the seasons coming along, all right? All right. Thank you very much. Bless you. Good. Thank you. All right. Well, Glover, we forget some good ones. I hope we don't get no bad calls there, right? Yeah. No, I mean. I would have loved to have said something to your uh, quarterback, you know, just to see, you know, I'm sure he made you who you are because yeah. I played with you. So I, I know the real James Lover. Anyway, and uh, as far as um, the coach goes, no, it's, it, it takes a special person to coach, and that's what people don't understand. You know, some people take it for granted, and others, you know, take the job and, and do what they're supposed to do and, and shape these young men and turn them into men. So we have to apply you know, teachers, you know, coaches, people like that who on a day-to-day basis work with young men and young women to help develop and, you know, help them in their development. And, and the reason why I think because I sent an email, you know, everybody, hey, see how, well, no, you like men, Glover, or, yeah, because we like to hear all, oh, you know, they like it, they don't, right, Glover? Cause, well, you know you what, know. you know me, you're absolutely right, but, you know, I don't care if they like me or not. You know how I am. I can I can give a hoot, but yes, you're right. We would love to get positive feedback to you know better better the show. Yeah, uh, and the thing when it comes to this, I know I got a lot of emails, and it's like emails that um, you know you read off and they say you know uh, people asking why do athletes you know um, get in trouble? Why do they turn to drugs? Why do they turn to drinking? And I think we want to you know talk about that today. Like I think you know my point. I think there's so much pressure on them, Glover to succeed and to make fans and people happy that they don't think about their own life and what's going on. What do you think, Glenn? Well, I mean, that's a small portion of it. You're right. Part of it is, you know, the, the expectation of being, you know, what's expected from the, from the franchise or the organization or from the coach or from the other players, you know, uh, from the team, you know, what's expected from the family. You know what's expected from the friends. So yeah, expectation you know plays a, a part of it. But then you got to look at it. Also, you know there's a there's a drug problem and there's a problem in society. You know just don't you know put it on the athlete. But we're doing it because we're on a sports talk show. You know society has a problem. You know being people working a normal job they do drugs or they drink alcohol or they get in trouble. You know but it's like athletes because of how much they're making. It gets magnified. You know, nobody wants to know about John the janitor, not saying that being a janitor is a bad job, but nobody gives a hoot if the janitor is doing drugs or if the janitor is drinking and driving. You know what I'm saying? Nobody cares. They only yeah. care if the janitor is molesting kids because nine times out of ten he works around kids. But nobody really cares. Now when you go to a high-profile athlete, you know, and he does something, it's magnified. Because it sells newspaper, it sells, you know. That's why. 
We'll go up and we'll get back to that. We got Carla Kiki from Arizona. You there? Yeah, I'm here. Hey, James. How you doing, Kiki? Good. How are you? I'm pretty good. good I just wanted to call and let you know that me and my daughter love your show. Well, thank you. Well, you know um, you're a Pixar fan, so that's my nice. right, Glove? <laughs> are you going to start already? <laughs> Well, I'll tell you, uh, thanks for listening, and uh, hey, go go Bengals. Go Steelers. Love you. <laughs> Love you, too. Keep up the good work, James. All right, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, I see I got a real special guest on there. Uh, Mercedes, are you there? Hey, Dan. Hey, what's up, a little bit? Not much. Sitting here with popcorn, having lunch. Oh, okay. So, of course, you didn't get to get out and listen to the show today, huh? No, um, but I usually do, and you know I love your show, Dad. I support you. You're doing a great job. Father Corn. All right, Mama, love you. How my grandbaby doing? Good. She's sleeping right now. Oh, uh, all right. We'll go. Go ahead. You lunch. All right, Dad. Bye. Bye. Still that glove? Oh uh, yeah, I'm here, James. Yeah. <laughs> How many calls did I get today, glove? Are they coming in? <laughs> you know I want you know I want to say to your daughter, I hope that uh grandbaby don't look that like his grandpa. Oh, you should have said it. <laughs> hey. Well any, any caller come in, just chime right in with me. You can say You know and I don't wanna hey, hey D and I don't wanna say anything about the love you baby part in the in the call before that. I'm just I'm just taking notes here, D for my turn, that's all. I'm just waiting for my turn. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to take a break real quick, and then we'll come back. We'll let you have your turn. <laughs> this is James Lover and Eric Glover. We'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. When it comes to youth and high school football, listen each week to Coach Al Gross at First and Ten Football. Coach covers vital topics relating to the latest trend on a national level. Join Coach as he interviews personalities from the NFL, NCAA, and the top high school coaches from around the country. Catch all the interviews and get in-depth information online at www.firstand10football.com. Your national resource for youth and high school football. First and Ten Football is Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Sports. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need to bitch his ass and then move on. 
just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with loving that sports talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Love with my buddy EJ. You that Glover? I'm here. I don't know who EJ is, but I know I'm like, oh, EJ. <laughs> yeah, I'm here, brother. <laughs> I guess I don't know that one, but yeah, I ain't smarter than a fifth grader, huh? Hey, I, I'm not even going to comment on that. So. <laughs> hey, <laughs> you still got your, you know what, Glove, you said something real um, important when we was off the break, and I want to talk a little bit more about that, you know, and, um, and it was kind of like we were talking about, you know, all these people, all the email I got, you know, saying all these athletes, you know, they, you know, when they're doing great, they love them. Then when they one get a little ticket or, you know, DUI and all like that, they hate them. They put them down. And I think you said the key thing that just because, you know, they got all this money, I mean, make them smarter, right? Go ahead and, and, and explain what you meant by that. Well, 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 my thing is this, you know, at the, at the, at the beginning or the end of the day, they're, they're human beings. You know, and so the expectations that that people have for them are are a little bit high. You got to remember they 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 breathe, they walk, they eat, they bleed, they do the same things that we do. It's just their occupation is something that we're not doing. So so does that make them a, a better person? No, that just makes them lucky. You know, because they're doing something that they were doing as a child for free. Now they're getting paid a whole lot of money to do it. But that doesn't make them any different than us, so why should we look at them differently? So when normal people work in normal jobs, get in trouble, the media doesn't blast it in the media. We don't see it on ESPN or anything like that. But because of who they are and the fame, when they get in trouble, it's different. It's looked under a different light because of the reason being that it sells newspapers. It lets society see these people, and then it lets them condemn, and it makes us feel better about ourselves. Because here it is. Look at those guys. You know, they're drinking and driving or doing drugs or getting caught in the airport with a gun or X, Y, Z. When I'm sure if you look in your own life, you know somebody that's doing the same thing. Well, God, do we – I mean, I know what you're saying on that, but are we looking at that because – Let's say, let's say I'm talking as a fan. The saying a fan see them on TV and all like this. Should they expect more from these people? I mean, you know they make more money, but if you're saying you're in the eye of all these kids and like that, should you expect more than the average Joe getting a DUI? Well, I don't. I don't. I don't have. I don't have no expectations of any other man, regardless of what they do for a living. That's that's not how I live my life. As a fan, you're a fan for a reason. You're a friend because of what they do in their sport, in their occupation, what they do in their own time and in their free time. That's their business. You know, you love them for what they do on the field, not what they do off the field. So so don't put them on this pedestal 
that they're anything different from other people, and that's what happens. Uh, and but but you you hear all these people that saying, oh, it's not what they do on the field, it's what he do off the field, what they look at. You know, they're getting looked at in two um, aspects of it. You know, if they messed up either way, they're gonna be looked at as bad, right? If 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 um, Michael Jordan don't go to the hospital and sign autograph for kids, and he walk past, you know, sign to look at him as being bad, right? Well, I mean, yes and no, because anybody. Again, anybody, you know, I have kids, my my son's sports team or my daughter's Girl Scout troop, or just their friends in general, we make them go feed the homeless. Are they superstars? Are they high-priced athletes? That's, that's something you should do automatic, not because of your status. You should always give back, and that's the thing, and that's what's wrong with America and just people in general. You know, you think only only those that are, that are professional athletes or movie stars or, or – People in high places, those are the only people that can give back. Normal people working everyday jobs can go down and donate time at a homeless shelter or, or go down and help pick up trash or do something to better their community. We always look for others to do things to make us feel good about ourselves when we should do it ourselves and feel good. Yeah, and, and um, you said a good point, too. I want to hit real quick, too, that, you know, do you think, these athletes do this just because they feel they have to cause they, or do they do it because they really want to? Because sometimes it seems to me that some of them go, hey, I got to do it just to show that I'm, you know what I'm saying? Me and that well, 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 you're, 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 you're an ex. You're an ex-player, so you know it's done because, not because of. You know what I'm saying? Right. In the contract you sign and the organization you play for, you know you have to be a PR person as well as a member of that organization. So part of being a member of the organization is you have to be what? Sign autographs, greet people, shake hands. You know, you're pretty much a face of that organization, so you know what your duty entails. Well, the reason why I got this, I said I'm going to put you on the spot, Glove. I don't care. I don't care if you like me or not, right, Glove? Of course. We don't like you. Go ahead. I see these emails. And and people go through things. I mean, you could be an athlete, you could be like say garbage guy. And I think when I went to mine, ooh, what was that glove? What year was that? You know about round with? Say it one more time. What I went through, what I went through. Remember that? And you was there. Uh, oh, was was ten years ago, somewhere in there. No, a little bit longer, wasn't it? Was I? In, I was in Kansas. Right. Was like, Twenty thirteen, so it was like nine. Was it early twenty? Early two thousand? Well, that probably was. But, you know, and, and you didn't look at me as saying, you know, I mean, you knew me, but you didn't look at me saying, you shouldn't go through this. You see what I'm saying? So when we see these athletes, I see these emails saying, this player shouldn't do this. He shouldn't. Maybe go going through something. And, and people understand, everybody go through something, right, Glenn? Of course. I mean, the, the bottom line is 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 environment. Like, like what, the one thing people don't look at, you know, for, for a lot of these athletes is you got to look at the environment they come from. You know, who raised them? How were they raised? You know, how how good was the environment that they were raised in? What type of uh, adult supervision did they have, be it at home or at school? So that kind of shapes. That's what when your man called earlier from, you know, the Kentucky, the NAIA school, and I'm, and I'm saying, hey, good job with helping shape and mold these young men and women. We don't know who molded these athletes. You know, the environment they came from. 
So now that we see them as adults, if they didn't have good guidance or supervision, what's our expectation? What do we expect from them? So what you're saying is they have to, you got to look at the background and come in, the culture, and then how they're loving. I mean, what if you come from a single-family home, you know? There's a lot of parents out there, women, because the large portion of them are women, and, and sad to say even the larger portion of them could be grandmothers. So you have older with older views and mentalities raising young young kids to to remove. So you have to look at the type of guidance, the environment. You gotta look at where they came from. If you come from a system where there's no you know, you're not being reprimanded, you're not being you know, hey, you're getting your homework done, hey, clean that room, hey, do some work around the house. You know, if you're not coming from a system where there's things on a day-to-day basis that you need to be doing that's going to help you shape and mold into a gentleman or to a young person, a, 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 a teenage, young athlete, high school, college, and beyond, as you get older, you don't have anything in your toolbox that's going to make you a better person. I totally agree with that on that glove. I'm going to hold it around that too. We got caller John. You there, John? What's up? Hey, what's up, John? What's the discussion today? <laughs> well, one thing is, uh, John, is that Glover don't like no Chicago teams, right, Glover? Or players. Who? Glover. Well, how are you concerned about that? Uh, Dallas ain't been in the, what, the playoffs in about uh, a decade now? <laughs> I mean, they you should like anything Chicago. except for Dallas. At least the other teams go to the playoffs. Hey, you're absolutely right. Dallas haven't been, you know, doing anything outside of uh, the Dallas Mavericks. As far as football is concerned, it seems they've went downhill these last years from a coaching standpoint, quarterbacking standpoint, just a personnel standpoint all around. Their defense is playing, you know, below the radar and they have nothing on offense to, to, to put them over the top. Well, you can't blame them, Gloves. You got to blame uh, Jerry Jones, man. Jerry Jones is like Al Davis, man. You know, you know, you got to let coaches coach. You know what I'm saying? You can't be in the business. You know, you're only trying to be the general manager, the coach too. I mean, it's a lot of pressure on a on a coach. You know. Well, well, you know, your coach got to have some balls first. You can't hire a yeah. guy to control when when the camera yeah. goes to the sideline or the camera has a question to ask, and and the first face in front of the uh, camera. Is the owner? It lets you know what kind of coach you have. Well, true, uh, boy, boy. It's the owner telling the coach what to say, man. Don't, don't ask the questions. I mean, you know. I mean, you gotta, you gotta send two gloves. The best coach they had, you know, they, he didn't want to be there. That was Jimmy Johnson, you know, and he left because uh, uh, Jerry Jones didn't want to, want to, uh, you know, say certain things a coach a certain way. I mean, they had no good coach since Jimmy Johnson, man. You're absolutely right. You gotta remember, you know. You know Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. You got to remember, Jimmy Johnson is a voice. He's vocal. He's not one that's going to stand behind. You know, Jimmy Jimmy Johnson, he's a media uh, whore as well as uh, Jerry Jones. He likes to be the face. He wants to be the guy. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You know, uh, that's what what they miss in football now, voices, man. You know, everybody want to be quiet and all that, but – 
you know, they don't want to say nothing to the players or say nothing to, you know, other management. But, you know, it's, 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 I don't know, man. It's like they just need to make it flag football now, you know. No, you're absolutely right, but you got to look at it like this. Jimmy Johnson was bought in for a reason. His reason was to get him back in Super Bowl glory. He did it. He had a fallout with Jerry Jones. The rest of the team was still there. What did, what did he do? He brought in Barry Switzer. Barry Switzer won. So now at that point, Jimmy Johnson thought he had the recipe so he can get rid of all them and do it himself because mm-hmm. everybody else was getting attention in Dallas. But who? Jimmy Johnson. Mm-hmm. I mean, excuse me, Jerry Jones. He wants all the attention. That's why he has the coach or the coaches that he has because at the end mm-hmm. of the day, everybody looks to him not to the sideline. So you're right, right Al Davis syndrome. So, so what do you think about the? What you guys think about the draft with this? Uh, this D. Miller kid, he's a top-rated, he's a top-rated cornerback out of Alabama, but he didn't have five surgeries. You know, would you think as a, if you guys was a a, a general manager, would that be something to distract you away from him that it, that it would drop to the second round? Well, I'm playing. I know Glove is big about injuries. Yeah, come back and play. Yeah, show that you could play. I mean, to talk about the Darrell Reavers, but I think, you know, that's a lot of injuries in college to come on to um, the pro level to try. You know, your body's already beat up. You know, what do you think, Lo? Well, for me, I mean, the one thing we got to look at is that boy wasn't drinking no milk when he was growing up because that boy had not any injuries, but but he's still young. So, and yeah, he can't play. So, I, I want my first round shot. pick, love. First round pick, love. And you, you a coach. And you need a cornerback. Would you draft him? He has five you know, surgeries. Would you under, draft under him? Certain, under the certain under the certain uh, agreement that the NFL has, where they're not overplaying rookies, yes, I draft him. Then you got the money, uh, the what about the, uh, Darrell Revis? All that money, but no man guarantee. Well, but you got to remember what they gave up for Darrell Revis. It's a it's a no guarantee, but it's a guarantee. Because there's no way Tampa Bay is going to cut him. He was supposed to only make, think about it, he was only supposed to make $6 million this year. He goes where they have no taxes in Florida. They give him an extra $10 million. So they're guaranteeing a $16 million for the first year or two years. Now what's going to happen in the second year, according to how you perform, if he doesn't perform up to expectations, now the second year he's going to have to renegotiate down to half. So you think about mm-hmm. it, if, if he takes that $16 million and half for the second year, that's eight. So in two years, the man's made $24 million tax-free. So that's $12 million yeah. a year, more than what he would have made in uh, New York. So I'm not mad at him. Yeah. Well, we got to take a break. But I want to thank you for calling me in, y'all. Uh, no problem. You know, I, you know, the only thing I like about you guys, you know, is you got a good show. And, you know, the only thing I don't like is that, you a Cowboy fan and and you a Philadelphia fan, they really don't mix together. Y'all need to switch teams and y'all, you know, coincide with each other or something, you know. Well, you know, John, when you become uh, get rid of being a Bear fan, then you'll be a good fan. Oh, uh, well, you know what? Basically, both of you teams ain't been in the playoffs in a while. I mean, yeah, that's good that y'all have something to talk about. You know, y'all can get along with each other. <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Y'all take it easy, man. All right, take We're going to take right. another break. When we come back, uh, we're going to finish it up uh, well, with your comment. Then we'll talk about the draft. Where you think your buddy T.O. Mantega to go? We'll be right back. 
flagship station for sports voice america sports looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping want to play the ponies join us every week for winning ponies with john Engelhart, racing's regular guy where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys trainers agents and handicappers in the world of horse racing this show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies Handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Engelhart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Tune in to a show about making a comeback and what really goes on behind the scenes with your favorite athletes and beyond. Listen for The Comeback Radio Show with Tony Farmer. A lot of people believe what they read on the Internet, hear and see in the media, and on the news. We're going to give our guests the chance to tell the real story without the extra hype. It's not just sports, although that will be a focal point of the program. We'll also look at the world of celebrities, music, modeling, and more. Listen every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Sports. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move on. I just just think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. (laughs) NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is Dan Loving That Sports Talk. I'm always glove a glove. You that glove? Yes, sir. I'm here, Brother James. Love that love. Ain't that what they say? Love not glove. You're absolutely right. <laughs> well, so we'll get back. I, I guess I'll jump to it because everybody, you know, I see this email here that, you know, what do we think of, you know, all you hate to hear, your buddy from Notre Dame, Tio Manteo. Is it Tio that they say that? Mante Tail, something like that. Yeah. Um, do we think he'll go in the first round? You know, I'm getting so tired of hearing he'll go in the first round. And actually, I think he is, uh, but, uh, you gotta kind of look at it. I've been kind of like decide, you know, do we, um, fault him for what happened off the field? Because what happened on the field, if you look at himself for that Alabama game, uh, he was almost a Heisman. They were talking about he's the best linebacker ever until, you know, he played Alabama. I mean, does one game show that a player can't play in the NFL glove? Um, you know what? It's the it's the highest stage comparable to playing at an NFL level. It it shouldn't, but it does it does weigh a lot. And then you go down to the combine and work out, and your numbers aren't as great as they should be for the type of player you are. So we're at the the fork in the road. You know what are we judging this kid on? Because in film work, the games prior to the uh, championship. He played well. The big game against a semi-pro team, which was Alabama, he didn't play as well. So 
how are we going to grade him to come to the next level? You know, so he goes to the combine. His work hard, his workouts aren't as good as people expected. For me, and this is me only, we have to stop changing how we're going to grade these kids. If it's about football, I think the combine is a waste of time. You, you look at agility and things like that, but at the end of the day, it's what they do on the field is what got them to the combine. It wasn't the combine getting them on the football field. So, you know, we ain't going to go there about the combine because we already know about that. Somebody right. went to the combine. <laughs> we already know about that, you see. I mean, glove. <laughs> but what you said was, and, and just follow me for a minute, glove, and kind of think, and if you can tell me, because I, I really try not to follow college, and, you know, I'm not a college, but if you see the draft, you see all people, kids that are getting drafted out from a big-name school. What do you see, I mean, maybe in the last four or five picks, kids that come from these small schools, no-name schools. Am I right? No, you're right. You're right. People grade, and, and that's and that was my second part to what you were saying was, if if Mante Tail was at a small school, would he still get the same recognition as opposed to being the Notre Dame because of their soft, cushiony schedule, them being undefeated? Would he still get the same? Recognition, and that's that's a good point you made. I don't, I don't think he will because, you know, you look at Notre Dame you know, that club they're undefeated, and then it starts okay because of this defense. But look at their schedule. I mean, who do they play? You know, really. You know, and, and don't get me wrong. I'm not taking nothing from the young man. I think he's a player, even though he's undersized and a little slower. But I'm not, I'm not even judging him on that. He has good field awareness. He's awareness to the field. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about being the number one draft pick and, and playing in the middle of a defense in the NFL. You have to be a shutdown guy. Can you run sideline to sideline? Can you cover those drags and things and like that across the middle? And if you're undersized and you can't get off a block, you can't extend or separate. You know, if you can't get that tight end drag in the middle or if you can't get that little slot receiver – you know, unless they're James Lovin running the routes, you know, and anybody can cover James Lovin. But anyway, if you can't get those routes and get from inside to the sideline, then you're going to struggle as a middle linebacker in the NFL. Don't we look at the first round to be uh, an impact player that should come right in the start glove? Of course. that's You're, you're, you're 100% right. When, when you're drafting somebody in the first round, your expectation is for them to come in and be a vital part. You're supposed to step in and start playing from day one, not three years from now or two years, not in the nickel package, not as a third down back or not as a slot receiver. They're supposed to come in and make a quick impact. You know, and and let's jump to, you know, Geno Smith, this quarterback that uh, I didn't get it all. I guess he tweeted back at all the – Sports guy talking about you know I don't know what happened I think have you heard that but can he be an impact player I mean we see it uh, every year now you know the black quarterback who come to the league has always said something about oh he's not smart enough or he's not able to run now or he won't be a pocket do you think he'd be an impact player glove you know you know at what the first, I've at seen the first him, round I, I'm sorry at the first I, round I've I've seen him in a few in a few games, and the, and the kid has, you know, incredible upside as a quarterback. It's just a matter of 
what offense he gets into, the type of offense, and who's the coach and who's his quarterback coaching guy and, and how much they're willing to develop or how much time they're willing to put in to develop. See, people don't realize, you know, once you get to the next level, it's, it's, you're still raw because now it's like starting all over again. You've got to learn a whole new system. So how much patience are they going to have with you in learning this new system, or do they just expect you to come in and be the man? So what's the time? What's the time frame? That's what's important, and that's what's key. Yeah, and, and that's the key. I mean, do it, do they have to go to the right team glove? I mean, you can bring somebody in and be a first round. They hit the wrong team. It's going to hurt them. They help them, right? You're absolutely right. I mean, ask, ask you know, my favorite, ask Alex Smith. You know, ask, ask Tebow. There's quarterbacks really? out there that you can ask. You know, I have to throw in Tebow because you always throw in Mante Teo. So there's quarterbacks out there that are put in situations that aren't conducive to their talent. You know, now really? we're just seeing where quarterbacks are being drafted according to the talent to fit the system. You really think Alex Smith will put in a wrong thing, Gluck? Well, I just don't think he was ever given the fair chance, give or take, his ability. Mm-hmm. You know, when you have five different coordinators in, in six years, that says something. How can, you, how can you get any stability? You know, as a quarterback or as a player, period, you want stability. You know, how come Peyton Manning's been as good as he is? Or how come Tom Brady's been so good? Or how come Ben Roethlisberger's been so good? What, what's been their adjustment? from a year-to-year standpoint, and they've been minimal. It hasn't been offensive coordinator. It hasn't been quarterback coach. It hasn't been head coach. It hasn't been system. You know, this man been put in different systems year in, year out. So how in his mind and in his young mind, how can he ever develop, you know? And, and, and that's, a, that's a good point, too, but he was on a good team. I can see if these quarterbacks, you know, come on a team that, you know, that's, Oh, and 16, you know, like Jacksonville, Jaguars, and, uh, you know, these teams, well, it's not winning, then they put it in there. But, I mean, he was on a team that basically had a great defense, right? I mean, your offense, he had a great running back. You know, tight end was great. I mean, he was in a good spot, you know. Let's, let's look at it. Okay, he was in a good spot. But you have a coach who doesn't really trust you. You have a coach that you know in your mind – really don't want you there. Let's think about it. The year before, which was, what, two years ago? Yeah. They went to the NFC Championship two years ago. What was the score? 40? It was a crazy. They scored over 100 points combined. This dude threw for like six or seven touchdowns in that game. And yet still, they're ready to get rid of him the next year with a new quarterback. So it lets you know how much trust there was between him, the coach, him, the general manager, him, offensive coordinator him the organization. So we have to take a break with Glove. I want you to ask this question before we go break. Where did you see that trust went wrong? I mean, if you look at it, like you say, when they lost the NFC championship game, it wasn't because of Alex Smith. You know, Kenny Williams dropped that punt, right? And all but where did you think that trust was lost? Because Smith had a great year this year where he got hurt, right? But that's my point. I just think they never believed in him as a quarterback. They never looked at him as being the face of their franchise. And I feel to this day, any San Francisco 49er fans out there listening, 
you know, you got rid of a great coach in Singletary. You know, I always bring that up. But Kaepernick's not the face of their franchise, and we'll see that in another year or two. Well, I just said that. We're going to talk about more of that next week because I totally agree with you on that. And he ain't making no money, you know. You know what I'm saying? So they really don't care about him right now, you know. It's not. Yes, sir. He's taking a big chunk out of that with a wallet, right, Will? Shit, that boy losing. Look at them dudes out there making 16, 17, 18, 19 million dollars, 20 million dollars. This dude ain't even making a half a million dollars. So we're going to take another break. When we come back, we're going to talk about this NBA playoff. Can't wait to get on that one. You know, we expect what we expect from the teams in the first round. It's the second round where we're talking about see where they're going to go. This is James Loving. Love, not glove, right? Love, not glove, baby. <laughs> we'll be right back. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fans' perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice American Network and let's talk football. Are you looking for the ultimate trail to hike? Maybe you're looking to do the ultimate backpacking adventure. Whether you're a day hiker or an all-out backpacker, be sure to tune in to Backpacking America's Trails with host Rob Maureen. We'll explore some of the most fascinating places on Earth. In addition, we'll talk about backpacking gear, including reviews, safety tips, and more. Our experts will share recipes, destinations, and skills to make backpacking the most enjoyable experience for you. Listen every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. Hey, this is James Loving, back with Loving That Sports Talk. And always, Glove, you that Glove? I'm here, Love. I'm here, Love. 
Uh, well, we got to call her Diane. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. How you doing today? I'm all right. I'm all right. I Happy. just wanted to call and uh, tell you that I really enjoy your show, and I just want you to keep up the good work. I uh, Sometimes I don't always get to listen to it because I'm at work, but whenever I have a chance, I listen to it, and I always enjoy it, even though you talk about my chiefs like they dogs. <laughs> hey, Diane, you know you guys got the first-round pick. Help us out. What do you yeah. think the Chiefs to pick with the number one pick? Well, they got the quarterback situation taken care of. Um, I don't know. We'll just have to wait and see what happens tomorrow. Okay. I think they're going to get a lineman, a left tackle. Got to get somebody well, to block for the quarterback. Yeah. That's true. Because <laughs> they didn't do much good last blocking taking care of him last year. Yeah. I want to say, Diane, I faithful listen from Kansas City, and just to let them know, you know, I am a Chiefs fan now because I got Andy Reid, but they still <laughs> need to win more than three games. Oh, All right, Glove. Now, now you want to jump ship. Now you want to jump ship. I see how you are. <laughs> Thanks for calling in and listening to the show tonight. All right, James. <laughs> All right. Bye. Wow. You got gloves? Yeah, I'm here, James. Well, I guess tomorrow's a big day for the draft, but yes. we'll talk about that next week. But well, I haven't watched any of the NBA playoffs because I think the first round, they should win. It's not like college. You know, you have to first play the last seed, you know, might have an upset. But do you see an upset with a first seed loser? And if you don't, who do you see an upset in the second half of the playoff? Well, I mean, you know, it's just like this. The only way a number one seed would, would get upset in the first round is if there was something tragic to happen. And we don't, we don't in no way, shape, or form want anything like that to happen. But that's the only way I foresee a first uh a top seed in the first round getting uh, bumped out is if for some strange reason there was a tragedy. Other than that, I think all the first seeds should go on to the second, to the second round. And I think there's a good one, seeing that you're from Chicago. I think that Chicago series with Brooklyn is, is going to be a real good one. And I think that Denver with Golden State should be a good one as well. But uh, Miami should uh, get out of that one easy. New York should get out of theirs easy, and uh, San Antonio should get out of that one easy as well. Well, let me let's let's start like this. Cause I know we all are bored. Let's start with you say you think Chicago get out of that one or good seed. You said only that would be a good one. Who I think that's gonna be a good one. You know, I don't know because it's like both of them are uh, Jekyll and Hyde. We don't know what team you know we're gonna get. You know. Right. Brooklyn start off in the first game and just blow Chicago off the court, and then they wake up in the second game and Chicago give it back to Brooklyn. So was the first game a fluke for Brooklyn, or was the second game a fluke for Chicago? We won't know until the third game. You know, Glover, I see all these reports that D-Wade should come back for the playoff. For what, right? You mean D-Rose? Not D-Rose. D-Rose. No, I don't. I think, you know what, I think... You know, they're, they're faced with a situation just like New York is faced with because Stoudemire is supposed to come back in the next round. 
and they're playing well without Stoudemire. So he'll get bumped down to six or seven in New York. So I think that's what's going to happen in New York. Now, as far as D. Rose is concerned, they're playing good without D. Rose. You know, I think they should just look for him coming back strong and healthy as ever next season. Yeah, you jumped ship on me. I want to talk about that with the New York. Uh, New York, I mean, remember when Stiles and I was hurt in the season, he came back and they started losing and winning before. Don't he hurt them more he helped? I think with the rotation they have right now in New York, and, you know, I think their rotation is real good with, with what J.R. Smith is doing. You know, but, but at the end of the day, we got to remember J.R. Smith, Carmelo Anthony, Kenyon Martin, they was in Denver when Denver was doing well. And what was the end result there in Denver? So now they all show back up in New York, and, you know, all the hype and all the attention is on New York for what Carmelo's doing. But we know at some point Carmelo's going to disappear. J.R. Smith and shots are going to start going south. So the plus in New York for me is the big man in the middle who I like to death. You know, I think – that's the, the foundation is who they have in the middle of their defense. And that's what's going to be the X factor is, you know, the big man defender. Yeah, but don't you think when Solomon come out, he won't, you know, like you say, ain't enough balls to go around, right? Don't that take them out of commitment? No, they're going to they're gonna okay, put him. You know, they're going to put him, he's going to be the star in the second unit. There's no way he can come back and be the star and get into the first rotation with what that first group is doing. He has to be the focal point or he has to be the go-to guy in the second group, which I think that will benefit the Knicks if he can take on that role and keep the scoring going. So I think the Knicks are in a good a good place right now as long as Stoudemire comes back and he takes his role as being the, the, the scorer in the second group. Well, we only got two minutes. Go, go on and close it out. Lakers and Spurs tonight. Do you see? Just uh, unless they go big, unless they go unless they go big, big with Gasol and Howard, the Lakers don't have a chance. But they need some three point shooting. And and sad to say, I like Steve Nash. He's a future Hall of Famer, but but he looks like he's doing um, the the Michael Jackson moonwalk when Michael Jackson was old. <laughs> You know, I don't think he can cover too well. So I think they need to bring in Blake, and and they need to bring in a few other guys off the bench. They need some some shots bad. You see, like losing by ten, twelve, double figures, or uh, double figures. They'll lose by double figures. Well, we're gonna watch that, and then next week, well, we're gonna well, we have a lot. We have a lot about um, the draft and um, see what team had made great picks and what team didn't make great picks. Then I say we'll take some more um, um, some of these um, callers messages and answer some of the questions. Get some of these out the way. So um, another week down, glove. We'll see you next week. All right. We hey, can we get some callers that are outside of the South Chicago area? We need some uh, some callers outside of South Chicago. <laughs> Let's get some San Diego ones in. Glove, how that sound? We don't need any more of James's. People calling in. No, I'm just messing with you. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get some of Glove people next week. No more no more of James's renters calling the show. <laughs> you hear me? Let's get some of Glove people next week. <laughs> I'm messing with you. Nah, good show, man. Thank you. All right, we'll see you next week. Have a good one, D.
That's going to do it for this week's edition of Loving That Sports Talk. But don't worry, James Loving will be back next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to love more sports talk then. And keep in touch with James all week at lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. 